0: it's game week everybody we're getting you ready for the new mexico bowl what's the latest on the recruiting front for byu as they haul in two new commitments from their big recruiting weekend we'll cover all of that and a whole lot more on today's edition of locked on cougars you are locked on cougars your daily podcast on the byu cougars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, We're very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and of course we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And by the way, the outpouring of questions and uh, uh, concern expressed to me about the lack of a Friday episode, you guys are absolutely amazing. Um, I guess I need to issue a personal apology to Dakota Sainsbury. And Dakota, you're apparently an avid listener. Your uncle, uh, Jason, reached out to me and said that you were upset that I didn't have my regular Friday episode out. A number of you uh, expressed similar similar sentiment on social media. Uh, the good news is uh, as I expressed on the postcast edition after BYU's basketball uh, game on Saturday night, is that that equipment issue is in the past and we're back up and running. So Dakota, amongst others, thank you for your continued support. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. It, it baffles me in so many ways. I, I guess I should not be baffled about the, how many of you enjoy this podcast, because there's literally thousands of you who check it out on a daily basis, but it's still, it, it's humbling in many ways, so thank you for your support, thank you uh, for reaching out and inquiring what's going on, it really means the world to me. I, uh, before we get really into the meat and potatoes of today's show, I do need to mention our title sponsors, our friends over at LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find the qualified candidates that you would like to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. that's linkedin.com slash on College to post your job for free once again. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get right to it. It is game week, everybody. This Saturday, BYU takes on the SMU Mustangs down there at University Stadium. I think they've renamed it. they got a sponsor or something like that down in Albuquerque, New Mexico, as part of the New Mexico Bowl. Looking forward to it. I will be traveling down there a Friday morning. So if you happen to be making the trip uh, out to Albuquerque, hit me up. I'd love nothing more than to interact with you guys, say hi, and maybe grab a bite to eat. Who knows? We can see what we can work out uh, with my itinerary. But nonetheless, looking forward to it. Now, BYU is in full game preparation mode. They practice throughout the weekend. Obviously, they take Sundays off, but they did practice on Saturday. They have packed in as many practices as they possibly can while also uh, anticipating this week's going to be a very busy week for the Cougars. They have practice uh, today. Speaking of Monday, as well as Tuesday, Wednesday they will be in New Mexico with bowl festivities beginning on Wednesday and then carrying on throughout the rest of the week until game time Saturday evening at 5:30 on ABC. So there's other uh, the, the, why I say it's busy is that's busy in its own right with recruit, regards to the uh, recruiting another uh, recruiting aspect that's coming in a minute with the part of the game preparation mode that BYU's going through. They also have finals going on. Guys are going to have to finish up their schoolwork. Some of them will probably be taking finals while they're in New Mexico if they can't get them finished beforehand. It's a very crazy time. And then also the recruiting front. Uh, Jay Hill, BYU's new associate head coach, as well as defensive coordinator, tweeted out last night, I'm going to be recruiting in our backyard. I'm hitting up the state of Utah. That is awesome to see because I actually expect Coach Hill to be in New Mexico uh, for the game on Saturday, but I don't think he'll necessarily maybe travel until what Friday maybe even Saturday morning he'll be out recruiting all week long I expect the same from Kelly Papinga we heard from Kalani Sitake that I uh, do not expect Jay Hill and Kelly Papinga to be part of the overall game planning and the coaching on the field during the game uh, unless something's changed that, that's what Kalani expressed uh, in, in the introductory press conference for uh, Jay Hill but I think that having those two guys hit the recruiting trail while the rest of the staff is intent on getting ready for the game or what's left of the staff because as we learned i, I Ed Lamb has moved on to Northern Colorado. Preston Hadley, who is BYU's ends coach slash safeties coach, is going to be his defensive coordinator. There, there are guys moving on from this job, but there's a number of GAs and analysts who will be stepping up in their spots. I would imagine that Jan Jorgensen probably is going to be leading BYU's defensive line throughout this week and has probably already been doing that since Elisa Tuiaki's departure. You're going to have guys like um, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Gavin Fowler probably leading BYU special teams. He was essentially Ed Lamb's right Right-hand man is a special teams analyst, and he'll obviously have a role to play in that. So there's a big, big opportunity for BYU on the table as they go into this game against New Mexico. They did get a huge break in that... uh, 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 Rashi, uh, the, the star wide receiver for SMU. I'm forgetting his first name all of a sudden as I, as I talk about it. But he is going to miss this bowl game. He apparently has been dealing with a broken toe since late September. Has battled through it for two straight months. That's got to be pretty brutal as a wide receiver. And he will not be playing in this game. This is a guy who had 1,300 plus yards, almost 100 receptions on the year. That's a huge break for this BYU defense. On BYU side of things, I, I, they're still obviously going to be doing everything within their power to get a guy like Jaron Hall as healthy as possible and hopefully have him play Uh, what I was told as recently as last night so Sunday night it was that uh, he is going to be probably a game time decision at the very very best I man it seems like BYU wants everything to uh, work out where he can play in a, potentially his final game as a Cougar and have it go the way that he would like to, but it sounds like he is really, really working hard at rehabbing as hard as possible, but they also are getting themselves ready with regards to what other options they may have to do. Uh, I can report that Cade Fennegan, uh, the transfer from Boise State, he has been cleared, he has been practicing, and it's essentially him and J. Mayava peters as the one-two at quarterback without Jaron Hall in practice. I I honestly don't think. If Jaron Hall plays in this game, it's going to be the same type of situation going in to Notre Dame where he didn't practice the entire week. Shows up on game day, potentially gets shot up, and goes out there and tries to do what he can and play his absolute best. The good news is uh, guys like Cade Fennegan and Soljay Maiava-Peters will have all of this practice time. They have been practicing since they got the bowl announcement. Those have been the two guys. uh, It was actually Soljay to begin with. Then Fennegan was cleared late last week uh, to be in practicing those two have gotten a lot of reps with the ones and it's going to be very important for them to get as many reps as possible if they are called upon if you were to ask me which of the two ultimately gets the start I think BYU would give the nod to Fennigan but you can't count out Jay. he has just been this absolute warrior working with the scout team he's run routes at wide receiver this is a guy who will do anything to help this BYU football program so keep an eye on those two throughout this week the other good uh, tidbit I can pass along to you guys is that a lot of guys that were dinged up towards the tail end of the season are healing up. The offensive line should be full go, should have all of their horses up in front of them. Guys like Chris Brooks, Hinkley Ropati at running back should be ready to go. Miles Davis, etc. You should have BYU's rush game, which was very, very dominant in some of these wins they've had late in the season. It should be ready to roll in a game like this. SMU's defense is not good. If you look at the metrics, they're giving up 38 points on average this season. BYU, if they have to go with a Cade Fennigan or a Soljay Mayava peters at quarterback, I would venture a guess that BYU is going to tell Chris Brooks, Hinkley Rapati, Miles Davis, whoever it is at running back, no matter who it is, they're going to tell them, Buckle that chin strap up, son. You're running the ball today and we're going to run it down their throat because they want to make this game as easy as possible on a guy like Cade Fennegan or Soljay Maiva-Peters. You do not, and I would encourage BYU not to put this game on the arm of either one of those young men. If you have to, okay, if you get behind, maybe that's a different story. But if you can help it, make this a game where you run the ball maybe 50 times, run it for 300 plus yards, and get out of there with a victory at 8-5. and five. That's got to be the mindset for BYU. Now, flipping over to the defense, the conversations I've had about BYU on defense is that the linebacking core has been significantly thinned out. We already all saw that Keenan Peeley announced that he is going to uh, seek a graduate transfer out of the program. He will not be playing in this game. Uh, Tate Romney announced that he's going to Arizona State. He obviously will not be part of the thing for BYU. Outside of the linebacking core, which has been thinned significantly because guys like Peely, Tate Romney, uh, who else, Uh, Peyton Wilgar, etc. have all essentially moved on from the program at this point. You are looking at a pretty stout uh, defensive front for BYU. Everybody who's not been ruled out for the season with season-ending injuries should be available for this game based on everything that I understand. That would in- include guys like Lorenzo Falatea, uh, Gabe Summers. Those are the guys that BYU was relying on early in the year and obviously try to get them back as quickly as possible into the lineup for BYU. Think of Caden Haas, Atunais Mahe. The big hog mollies that BYU needs in the middle of that defensive line to hold up. They are apparently getting close to or at least getting uh, close enough to 100% to be able to play in this game. The back end of BYU's defense appears to be pretty, pretty uh, healthy as well. So the cornerbacks, the safeties that have not been ruled out for the year. uh, Malik Moore, for example, has been ruled out. Uh, Obviously, he had that broken hand, but outside of that, you should be fairly healthy for BYU going into this game. That That's the good news if you're a BYU fan. Uh, like I said, you're, you're getting a break without Rasheed playing in this game from SMU, their star wide receiver, but it's a plenty dangerous SMU offense even without him in that lineup. So, this still could be very much a shootout, but it could be a very different looking shootout. It could be SMU slinging it all over the field. Meanwhile, BYU is gobbling up five, six, seven minutes every time they possess the ball and just stuffing it down SMU's throat. And that's not necessarily a bad thing the biggest thing for byu in this game is win the football game they have a bad taste of how badly they melded in last year at that independence bowl against uab and they are intent on not letting that happen again this year and only time will tell if they ultimately can succeed in that quest but they everything i'm hearing is byu's pretty locked down on this game they're not thinking about we're going to like okay Nothing against New Mexico, but it's not a game. It's not a destination that's going to ha- have guys distracted. <laughs> Hawaii going to Florida, uh, some warm weathered locales. That may have some guys uh, thinking of surfing and that type of stuff. New Mexico has none of that. So I think BYU, this is all business. This is a business trip for them. They will obviously celebrate and have some fun with the bowl festivities, but I, I, the full focus is winning on this is is the full focus is on winning this football game. That's what BYU is going after and I think that's a positive if you're a Cougar fan. All right, uh so that's obviously some good news on the actual personnel front, the bowl game front. We also got good news from the weekend in BYU's recruiting. Uh, it came in the way of two commitments uh, coming out on Sunday. We'll talk about that, as well as one high-profile visitor. A number of you have expressed concern that BYU's apparently not working hard enough in the portal. got some good news for you. It's out there on social media. I can confirm the news. We'll talk about all of that here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at LinkedIn. They have been a big partner of ours all season long here on Lockdown on Cougar and the Locked On College channel. But these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you guys need to check out our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is helping find the right people for your team faster and for free. And the best part is they can help you finish up this year strong and get you started in Q1 next year strong as well. That's what LinkedIn Jobs is here for, guys. Go create a free job post today, and the best part is then you add that job in the purple hashtag hiring friend to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. They feature simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire and is why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So what you got to do my friends is go to LinkedIn Jobs. They're helping you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post that job once again for free at LinkedIn, uh, excuse me, LinkedIn.com on LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, let's talk about BYU recruiting. Uh, Good news on the recruiting front for BYU this weekend came in the form of a defensive back and a defensive lineman committing to the BYU football program. Uh, The defensive lineman is a local product, uh, Tali Tui Pututau, out of West High School. And I reached out to some people. uh, Tali Tui was a guy I was actually scheduled to call a West High football game this season. It didn't work out that way. I got shifted over to another game. But what I have seen seen of his film, his reputation... I think this is actually an under-the-radar pickup for BYU because that last name, if it sounds familiar, it should. His older brothers, as well as his cousin, are all currently or have gone through the University of Utah football program. Yes, you're thinking of the Hawati Pututaus, the Tennessee Pututaus, Fuapututau. Think of all the Pututaus that Utah has had in their program recently. Well, Talitui is their relative. He's the younger brother of Hawati and Fuapututau, if I'm not mistaken, and he has picked the BYU football program. I Dreamt. And I wanted so badly for a guy like Fuapututau to play for BYU. I, he was absolutely just a lights-out uh, prospect when he was coming out of high school. Uh, and I was like, man, BYU really needs to land him. And he ultimately picked the University of Utah. And tapping in to the Pututau family is a an absolute home run for BYU because if the genetics work out, and I know that sounds like a weird thing, but if uh, Tally Tui is anything like his older brothers, he weighs us uh, two hundred fifty-five or two hundred seventy pounds, depending on which uh, recruiting service you look at or his huddle film. Well, here's the thing: he's six foot five. If he's two fifty-five, he's probably going to go on a mission. If he even if he doesn't, the genetics will probably take over, and he probably ends up closer to being a three hundred pound defensive tackle for BYU along that anterior of the defensive line. I, I Really, really like his film. He looks like a guy who is more than capable of contributing in multiple facets. I would probably uh, slate him currently to play a three technique. For those of you who are really uh, geeked out on defensive line technique, the three technique is a guy who lines up usually either head up over the guard or just outside of the guard's outside shoulder and plays that defensive tackle role. The nose tackle is the one that's usually heads up on the center. I think that Telly Tui is probably better suited for that three-tech, but I really think this is a kid who is a a really, really solid pickup for the BYU football program. As I said, the bloodlines are there; his Older brothers have had success at the University of Utah. Hawati just recently graduated from Utah, was a multi-year starter as a defensive tackle for the Utes. Uh, Tennessee and Fua have had their moments Moments with Utah as well. So tapping into this family gene pool of the Taws is absolutely phenomenal for BYU. I really like Tally Tui's pickup, and I think that he'll be a guy that BYU's going to be very, very happy with. And by the way, if it, doesn't, if it doesn't work out on the defensive front for him, he's got the height and weight to be also be a guy who's played who has played offensive line for West High School, and if it doesn't necessarily work out on the uh, defensive front, he could end up on the offensive side of the football. He's got the height and weight combo that I think BYU would say, you know what? You could be an inside interior guy for us. Let's, let's see what you can do here. Now, the other uh, commitment came this weekend is a little more of an unknown. That's Jaden Dunlap out of Cerritos College down there in Norwalk, California. Now, Cerritos College has just put out a number of athletes in recent years. Hinkley Ropati was a standout for Cerritos College before joining the BYU football program, so... BYU dipping back down into their uh, junior college connections down there in Southern California. And this one has Gennaro Guilford's name written all over it. Uh, Jaden Dunlap, six foot two, 180 pounds, like I said, playing for Cerritos College. I pulled up his huddle film because I didn't know much about him. And what I saw is a guy who is a really, really a solid defensive back. Not afraid to play in man coverage, can play in zone coverage, but he's he's a guy who likes to attack the football. Whether a guy is catching the football, he's attacking it there, or he'll go up and high point it. There were multiple instances I I saw on his film of him just going up and making a deflection, getting interception. He's got the height, weight, speed combo. It seems like the BYU covets in their cornerbacks. Uh, they really... I know that Smith Snowden's supposed to announce his commitment today, and I don't know which way he's going to lean if you're watching this before 2 o'clock Mountain Time. I would assume he picks Utah at this point. It's Everything everything points to him picking Utah, but I think Jaden Dunlap is more of the prototype of what BYU wants from their cornerbacks versus a guy like Smith Snowden. Not, not, I'm not saying That BYU doesn't want Smith Snowden. They want him desperately. He was on that recruiting visit this past weekend on BYU's campus. They would love nothing more than to have Snowden carrying on the Snowden family legacy at BYU. But Jaden Dunlap, he's more of what Gennaro Guilford seems to prefer in his cornerbacks, where they're tall, long, rangy athletes that can really play football. And I think that Jaden Dunlap fits that role. If his foot speed is not necessarily up to up to par, at 6'2", 180, you bulk him up a little bit, he probably can play safety for BYU, even if if that comes to it. So, I think both of these pickups for BYU's defense, very, very solid, underrated uh, pickups. because like I said, Jaden Dunlap, I honestly don't know much about him. I had to look up his huddle film and kind of just base my opinion off of watching his highlights, But what I saw is a guy who really gets after it, and Cerritos, like I said, is one of those colleges that continues to pump out talent annually at the Division one level. So you know that they're doing something right down there. They're, they're, they're developing athletes, guys who can play football, who can contribute at this level. We've seen Kinkley Rapati really blossom down the stretch this season for the BYU football program, well, he's just another in a long line of these Cerritos college guys who comes out and hopefully Jaden Dunlap is exactly that. The other thing about BYU's recruiting weekend is I think that there's still uh, positive news to come out of that. I, I The whispers, I mentioned this on my postcast edition, I kind of added a little tidbit onto that, is that the whispers coming out of the recruiting weekend that BYU felt very good about where they stood with a number of guys who were either uncommitted or potential guys they could flip to being a BYU commitment. Only time will tell if they're ultimately successful in doing that, but it seems like BYU is pretty bullish on the impression they have either made or were baking over the weekend on these young men, and that's always a good thing. Now, the final note on the recruiting front is I can confirm, and I don't really need to be confirmed because it's been out there enough, That whether there's smoke, there's fire. Keaton Slovis, the former USC slash Pitt quarterback, he was on campus at BYU visiting Brigham Young University this past week. Slovis, a guy who was thought to be a breakout Heisman campaign type guy, was When he was at USC, it really never came to that. He was ultimately benched, then transferred to Pitt. Didn't have that great of a year this year. Was in an offense that really favored the rush game over the passing game. So I think that BYU... I'm going to trust Aaron Roderick when he goes about his evaluations here. He believes that Keaton Slovis has the quote-unquote it factor to run BYU's offense. I would trust Aaron Roderick. There are a number of you who are quote-unquote out on Aaron Roderick who have jumped in my mention saying that, well, if they're going to axe Elijah Tuiaki, Aaron Roderick needs to be under fire too. Folks, Aaron Roderick is about as safe as he possibly can be. Yes, the the third and one, the fourth and short uh, issues they had this year, he wants nothing more than to fix those, I'm sure, in his own right, but this BYU offense has been nothing short of absolutely solid. And the best part is, Aaron Roderick, has two, he's two for two on quarterback evaluations. Think about this. He nailed Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. Now, his NFL career may not be panning out the way that many envisioned it, but he still got him to the near top of the NFL draft. Jaron Hall, if this is his final stanza as a BYU quarterback, he's going to be a mid-round pick at the very worst for BYU. You cannot argue with the track record that Aaron Roderick in, has right now in developing BYU quarterbacks. He's done a phenomenal job in doing that, and if Keaton Slovis is one of those guys he's identified as a guy that he thinks can lead this BYU offense, I would trust him to bring him in. I think that if you'd probably, if you're able to, if you're able to bring a guy like Keaton Slovis to campus at BYU and make him part of the quarterback room, I think he'd be a solid pickup. I am of full belief that BYU is going to be targeting multiple quarterbacks in the portal this year. The good news is, that last I saw 69, yeah nice I got it, there's 69 quarterbacks last I saw in the portal, a number of them half of the ACC's starting quarterbacks are in the NCAA transfer portal DJ Uyunglele out of Clemson, a guy who once upon a time was also a guy that people thought was a future star and a future first round draft pick in the NFL, well it hasn't worked for him at Clemson, he was benched and he's entered the transfer portal, he could be transferring closer to home and BYU is much closer to home than Clemson, South Carolina when he's a kid from Southern California, but the good news is, I think BYU is doing their due diligence and working hard in the portal, and Keaton Slovis coming to campus at BYU means to me that he is interested in what BYU's got for him. Now, many of you might recall, there was a podcast he was on uh, shortly after his first game uh, playing uh, for BYU. Uh, he said this, My freshman year were playing at BYU. The craziest thing to me, Provo is a weird place. I'm trying to think what the podcast name was, Uh The Momentum Pod, that's what it is. The Momentum Podcast. Then he adds this. Then keep in mind, they're Mormon. They're all Mormon, right? Ask Keaton Slovis. So they're not drinking. I think that's almost more intimidating because you go in there and usually kids or people are heckling and you're like, okay, all right, they're just drunk. Every person in that stadium is sober heckling you. So when they heckle you or they they say stuff, they're not cussing. They're saying, Slovis, you stink. Well, Keaton Slovis, you can change that. You want to change that? You become a BYU quarterback and come suit up for the blue and white of BYU football. Will it ultimately pan out that way? Only time will tell. But uh, there is interest, apparently, on both sides of Keaton Slovis potentially being a part of the BYU football program. But I think he'd be part of the puzzle for BYU. Do I think that Keaton Slovis is an absolute home run, comes in day one starter for BYU? No, and I don't think BYU intends for that. I think BYU probably sold it to him as, okay, we think you're absolutely phenomenal. You can come in here and compete. We think that you have the capability of being the guy at BYU, but you got to come in here and prove it. I don't think BYU, at least what I would expect is promising any dude, you know what? You're the guy you come in, you, sh- you show up here, you're, you're QB one from the get go. And, and you will be the guy. I don't think that's how BYU's operating, nor should they be operating in that capacity, but they are doing work in the portal folks. I know that a number of you are like, well, BYU keeps losing guys, but they're not getting anybody in just, Take a chill pill a little bit, folks. The Keaton Slovis thing, that's the positive momentum on that side. And BYU is doing their work. So it may not be as instantaneous as you might like, but trust me, BYU is doing work to make sure they get as many people into the program as humanly possible. All right, we will round out today, show us some final notes on some other BYU sports from over the weekend. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at SimpliSafe. Now, of course, here at Locked On Cougars, we home is where you and your family should feel the safest, especially during this holiday season. Uh, this season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system from our friends at Simply Safe. And right now, the best part is Simply Safe is offering a Locked On Cougars listeners 40% off a new security system but don't put it off it's only for a limited time my friends so get in on this action today the best part is in an emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agents use what they call their fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat as well so you can get higher priority police response or whatever response you need from the authorities that's what it that's what I love about it the best part is it gives you that peace of mind knowing that your home is protected you can check in via your, your cameras remotely anytime and they have uh, their professional monitoring service costs under one dollar a day, less than half of that of traditional home security systems. So give it a shot today. Do not miss your opportunity to get 40% off your favorite security system over at Simply Safe. Get 40% off right now by going to slash locked on college today. Once again, that's slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. UCC was offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high of excuse me, me, an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. The best part is they're trying to help you guys navigate this uh, era of interest rates and inflation that are both on the rise and don't seem like they're going to be going back down anytime soon. They can help you uh, use that rise in rates to your advantage with a savings certificate. So what is a savings certificate? Is it like a savings account? Yes, but it has a much higher rate of return. As you mentioned, a 4.00 0% 0% APY. It's just it's, it blows the water out of any sort of savings uh, savings account, money market account, whatever it might be that you happen to have your money sitting in. What it is with the savings certificate, you put your money in one time, and you let it grow and grow and grow during that 15-month period with the additional caveat that if rates continue to rise, UCCU is offering you a one-time rate jump. So if any point during that 15 months of that savings certificate, you can bump that rate up one time and continue to add to your haul when it comes to that savings certificate. So the best part is it's simple. It's here to help you guys out. And the best part is you can be done for as little as $500, making it an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, both big or small. So give it a shot. My friends go visit UCCU today. You can start it by going into any one of their branches across the Wasatch front. You can call them or go online to UCCU.com to get started. But remember this offers only for a limited time. So get started on it today. So visit UCCU.com to get that saving certificate, a 15 month saving certificate with an incredibly high age. APY of 4.00%, all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. That's Utah Community Credit Union. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. A uh, couple of notes to finish today's show on is congratulations to Kingsley Suamata'ia. He was named first team All-American, uh, freshman All-American excuse me, by The Athletic. Not that surprising, in the former five-star prospect, the guy who transferred to BYU. Uh, he, oh, excuse me, he was named to the second team. I apologize. I, I, I misread that. I, I was looking at the wrong headline. <laughs> well, always uh, good to have that. But he was named uh, previously as a second team freshman All-American by the College Sports News and also named a College Football Network all-independent first-team offense honoree as well. So it looks like Kingsley Sumatia is the latest in terms of a long line of freshman All-American. Think of Clark Barrington, Campbell Barrington. Now Kingsley Sumatia is the latest in BYU players who have been named freshman All-American. Sumatia looks like he's going to be a stalwart for BYU for the next two to three years. I would imagine that if Blake Freeland ultimately does decide to go to the NFL and I have no reason to think that he's not going to this offseason Kingsley's probably penciled in as you're starting left tackle next year despite starting this year at right tackle could BYU decide to go and hit the portal and find a new left tackle to replace Freeland sure but Sulamataia to me screams your future left tackle he's got all the athleticism, the length not necessarily the height that Blake Freeland had but he's got the ability to be a dominant left tackle and if I think that if BYU wants him there they'll put him there to great success so congratulations once again to Kingsley on that honor. Now, the other final note is a tough loss for BYU women's basketball in their annual rivalry game against the University of Utah. The Utes are absolutely balling right now. They're the number one offense in the country. BYU actually held them uh, twenty-three points below their season average, if I recall correctly. But BYU lost that game seventy-six to fifty-nine. Two standout players in this game, though, for BYU: Nani Falatea and Lauren Gustin, combined for thirty-six points. Both of them adding eighteen points uh, each in the in the loss for BYU. Uh, Falatea came two points shy of a career high with her eighteen points and nine of twenty-one shooting for BYU. And then Gustin uh, recorded her tenth consecutive double-double with eighteen points and fifteen rebounds. Uh, the junior now leads the nation in double-doubles and is ranked third nationally in rebounds per game. So BYU, not necessarily the season they anticipated having to this point. They're 4-6 and on the year, but they are now going to get ready uh, for West Coast Conference play. That begins this week when they take on, uh, excuse me, uh, it's two games on the 17th. So yeah, later this week, they're going to take on Gonzaga December 17th at 2 o'clock Pacific time. That'll be uh, 3 o'clock Mountain time. That game will be streamed live on the WCC network. The best part is if you happen to be watching that game, I have a sneaking suspicion that a, a a lady by the name of Amanda Smith, oh, she's probably uh, going to be calling that game. Former uh, news radio uh, slash sports radio. Uh, w- employee here along the Wasatch Front. Uh, I've gotten to know her. She actually worked with the Utah Jazz Broadcast for a long time. She's now living up in Spokane doing a lot of work like this, and I would imagine she's probably going to be on the call for that game on the WCC network, but stay tuned for that. But uh, Tough loss for BYU, but hopefully they can get things going in conference play and get back to 500, if not beyond that, when it comes to WCC action. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. A big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. As always, you guys are absolutely remarkable, phenomenal Great people out there. And thank you for tuning in every day and supporting this podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen. I want to encourage you guys now to make your second listen, our friends, over the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the way to catch up on everything going on in sports, whether it's the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college sports, and beyond. They've got you covered every single day with Locked On Sports Today. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one, also available on YouTube. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. Oh, by the way, Clark Barrington on the show tomorrow. Maybe his final check-in before the bowl game. We'll get uh, together with him on tomorrow's show, so join us then. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya.